Hello, I'm Brother Luke Rawicki. You didn't cough. Am I supposed to cough? You said you were going to cough. Well, too bad. I'm Brother Luke Rawicki. <laughs> I thought you were really going to cough. No, we're not. We're, just, we're starting right now. Okay, that's fine. I'm Brother Andrew Tori. There we go. <laughs> All right, and this is TJFF Season 3, F. Episode 1. Season 3, people. So, the last two seasons, we've gone through our ups and our downs and all these things, but it's possible that in the midst of hustle and bustle, we fall into ruts or routines, and there's actually a word, a specific word Oxford or Cambridge Dictionary. I can't remember exactly where I read it. Um, I think it's all of them, Luke. It's 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 a definitely a thing now. Definitely a thing, right? And it's so. I think the definition is to fall into a rut or routine in the month of September is actually called sleptember. Sleptembering. Sleptembering. That's right. Have you been sleptembering recently, Brother Luke? Um. Well, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. September. All right, so you're gonna hear that jingle a little bit to remember what it is that we want to talk about this episode of TGIF. F, and it's not September. Well, no, actually, it is September, but it ain't September, folks. So get that in your heads, okay? It's a time to wake up, not to be asleep. Brother Andrew, what have you been doing? Where are you right now, and what have you been doing the last week? So I am in Mexico City. It's the first time I'm privileged to visit this country. And I am living 15 minute, a 15-minute walk away from the biggest apostolate that the legionaries have. Um, and it's called the Anahuac University. It's this really big university uh, in Mexico. Uh, Mexico City has two different campuses here in the, in the city, which is like the fifth largest city metropolitan area in the world. And it has about like eight or 10 different campuses throughout the country. And I'm here just for a month. And I am helping to give some talks to the freshmen about uh, taking advantage of the four years of their university, of their college life. So it's really exciting. I'm enjoying it. And uh, it, it's also a challenge, but, but it's a lot of fun. And so you start off each of these talks with like a jingle, something like, no, it ain't, no, it ain't, no, it ain't. It ain't September. No, it ain't. <laughs> it ain't September. <laughs> I messed it up there. What What is the talk? Right. You You talk to these freshmen. They're just they're, they're arriving to a new campus and a new like stage in their lives. So, what are you telling them to help them take advantage? Well, I I I start off with like my life. I tell them, you know, I'm thirty. I'm a thirty year old missionary. I live in Rome, and I have this great privilege to to bring people to St. Peter's all the time, and it's a really special experience for me. It helps me to, to, to sort of not get used to living in Rome. Like you and I have lived in Rome for a long time, right? Um, Deacon Luke. And so we, sometimes we get used to living, living there. Um, but I take these families to St. Peter's for the first time and, and the beauty just, just floors them. They're just really impacted by the beauty. And, and then, so I try to, to sort of draw out what, you know, the experience that we all have of, of beauty in our lives, the beautiful things, things that attract us, you know, um, people, places, um, experiences, um, experiences of beauty, right? And what I do is, you know, we go from physical beauty um, with these with these freshmen, physical beauty to 
more interior beauty, you know, how, how the beauty of a person is manifested. And I try to, I try to get them to think about, you know, what makes uh, a person beautiful, like really, like after, you know, eventually we're all going to be all, you know, old and wrinkly and, you know, the beauty of youth, you know, um, how would you say withers away, right. With the years. Um, but that's okay because what really makes a person beautiful is, uh, his soul. And what I really trying to get across to these, to these kids who are in front of me and these young men and young women is a desire to take advantage of the four years they have to form themselves into, into excellent people that will live a good life, not only for themselves, but that will create ripple effects in the lives of other people so that society can little by little um, become better, you know, become more just, uh, more charitable. Right. So it's a, it's a fun experience. And I think it's, it's, it's cool because beauty is an experience that everybody has, right? There's nobody who doesn't like beautiful things or beautiful people. And that's an insight that gives us an insight into who we are as human beings and what we're called to. So um, it's a challenge too, because, you know, uh, not everybody is interested in what you have to say, right? When you're, when you're giving a talk or a class um, and especially now when, in, in COVID, you know, it's, it's, we're having the classes are hybrid. So I have, you know, some people online and some people are in front of me. Um, so it's a challenge, but, but there's definitely, I can see that God is, um, allowing some of the seeds that I'm spreading. He's allowing some of them to slowly bear fruit, you know, a little bit. Um, and over time, uh, that depends on him. Right. So it's a good experience. Um, what about you? You're at, you've been in, you've been in Monterey, Northern Mexico, right? Northern ish Mexico for about a month or so, give or take, uh, what's it been like? Yeah, so we're both in Mexico, but for those that aren't not familiar with Mexico, it's huge. And so even though Brother Andrew and I are both here, we're in the same time zone, like this little sl vertical sliver of the globe. But yeah, we're pretty far away, and so we're doing this over Zoom. Uh, for those who are listening on audio, and we're also just reminded we have a YouTube channel now um, as of That's season right. episode. That's right. Brand new. Yep. Uh, so uh, what I've been doing is I was ordained a deacon, and as you know from our last episode, at the end of July, and then I was sent to Monterey to help with our youth work. So it's faith formation for uh, middle school, high school um, boys. The high schoolers are the leaders for the middle schoolers. And something that I've been so impressed and kind of um, made us want to talk about this theme of waking up in September um, yes. is because I've been meeting these 15, 16, 17-year-old uh, guys and they are all pumped up to be team leaders. And so the way that the youth work uh, is carried out here is that instead of having you know one person, like a priest or brother or, or deacon, giving a talk to like a big group of 100 or 200 kids, they're all split up into teams, and that team is gonna not only accompany them for the week or for the month, but for the, like the rest of their lives. And so there's there are members of Rednum Christi, which is the lay Catholic lay uh, federation or movement, uh, that is associated with the Legionaries of Christ, and we're one big spiritual family. There are members of Redenham Christi here that started in this youth work program called FARO, Club FARO, and they've been on the same team for like 30 years. And so wow. it's like you have your group of friends, but all of you guys, all of them together, and it's also a similar program for girls, um, very similar. And you're with these guys, but you have one thing in common, like that's deeper and more profound and they hold together. Like the glue of these groups is their relationship with Jesus, with Christ. And so it's, it's incredible to see how these high schoolers say, I want 
to bring these boys and give them the same experience I've had because they were all on teams when they started in sixth grade, it starts. And you form a group, like it's with your close friends. So it's not like you have to form some other group. It's like you and your friends come together to this uh, clubhouse we have and you begin to receive like talks and then you have moments of prayer, a lot of soccer, um, fun activities, but also like mission work type things, like urban missions, like you're passing out rosaries on street corners, but pre-pandemic of course. And then other things, um, going to like far off villages and you're bringing donated your clothes and um, you're, you're bringing food to these people and you're just like praying with them and accompanying them that are less fortunate people. So as, as you're growing up, you're, you're like experiencing the faith, you're living out the faith alongside friends of yours. And I was thinking how many people in the world have this same mission in life that these high schoolers have. And that's what it means to like wake up this September and not, it's not, no, it ain't, no, it ain't, no, it ain't. It ain't September. It ain't September because we all are called to have that same mission. You know, if you're not, even if you're not a team leader in Monterrey, Mexico, uh, brother Andrew, what you're, what you're saying about beauty, like living in Rome for six years, uh, you can get used to going to St. Peter's. So how much it helps to take some person through or a family through of a tour and you see the look on their face when they walk in, they're like amazed and you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. It's like this gigantic one of the biggest <laughs> in the world and like all the famous architects and designers and artists of the world have, have like left their print imprint on it. And obviously it's like big deal, right? And like this 11 story canopy over the altar. Like, and for them, it's like, it's the first time she gets them. And it, pos- it is possible to live and to renew that same excitement for life every single day. And that's what we're, we're talking about now. And we're going to continue talking about this episode because it's not a month to sleep. And it's easy to fall into a routine now that summer's over, school's started, work is back. Right. And how, same old, same old. Yeah. How do you uh, live life to the full? How do you like, based on what you, your talk's been or like other things, I was thinking you're just, you're a go-getter type of person. Like you, um, were made like the director of chant and you published a 400 page book. You, uh, have a summer off and instead of just like lounging on your back, you travel around, you're taking advantage, you're like meeting different people in the States and now you're in Mexico. Like what moves you or what could you say to like people listening to this episode that can give them a more of a mission September. So they're not sleeping in September. Yeah, no, we don't. We're sleepless in September. Right. I think that was the name of a famous movie, right? Something like that. Sleepless in September. Yeah. Seattle in September. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Same thing, you know? Um, well, you know, I, you know, on the one hand, you know, thinking about my experience in Rome, um, you know, we've, you and I have entered the Basilica of St. Peter so many times. Um, and it's, it's always going to be amazingly beautiful. Right. But it's also, I mean, we have to say like, you know, you do kind of get used to it because we've seen it, you know, We've probably entered in that basilica probably a hundred times at least. Um, all the tours we've done, the times we visited, we've been on our own. I mean, at least a hundred times. And it's not like we can just retrain ourselves and like, oh, we just see the Pieta. Oh my gosh, it's amazing! Like, no, I've already seen it a hundred times. You know. Um, <laughs> so I think we don't have to like try to trick ourselves and like, oh my gosh, is the Pieta? This is amazing. Um, and it, it is the Pieta, and it is amazing. Um, but once you've you know, kind of gone through the motions a lot. Um, what you can do is you can go in deeper into deeper layers of something, right? So, for instance, um, like I guess I would think like I remember one time I was I was in front of the Pieta, 
And I realized, hey, I've never actually stopped in front of the Pieta and like prayed a rosary or just, you know, hmm. you know, talk to Mary or talk to Jesus. And, and, and so I did that. And, and I was able to, and I was able to go into a deeper spiritual meaning behind all of this. Right. Um, so when we get used to things in life, used to the same activity, used to bring our kids to school every day at the same hour, used to doing the same things that were coming home, the same exercise routine, cooking the same meals, going to that, you know, 8.30 a.m. mass always on Sunday morning, getting up, getting the kids up, or, 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 or if you're a student, you know, studying the same, same things, you know, having the part-time job. There's a lot of stuff to be used to, and it's just the way life is because we have to repeat different activities. But I also think part of not falling asleep is realizing, hey, what's the deeper meaning behind what I'm doing, right? Why, like the, like the Dunque hermeneutic, like where there's a what, there's a why exactly that was big that was great by luke so there's always there's always a deeper reason behind the things that we live the things that we see the things that we experience you know so yeah i think that that helps me to get to to accept that yeah there's moments of routine and i can't just psychologically trick myself into like okay like come on like um no it's like okay i've done this so many times but um i can try to find new meaning and, and what I do and what I live. I was thinking there's like a, um, what do you call it? Like a juxtaposition or maybe that's not what the word I'm looking for, but. Oh my gosh, brother Luke. I mean, come on. We're don't, don't be so complicated. We need a great word here. <laughs> um, so the way that like you can live deeply is by avoiding a deep sleep. So like, how do you avoid a deep sleep? You go into a deep sleep, spiritually by living on the surface so they're like what would you call that it's like by living on the surface you go into a deep sleep by going deep you're awake like is that like a Whoa. it's kind of like a inventing yeah anyways but uh I'll so those to- of you those of you who have not yet checked out our youtube channel which is tgiff pod squad you should check it out because Bert Luke just did some really cool movements with the hand, like explaining this. And that's something you just don't get in the audio version, you know? So go out there, check Silent. it out. Silent. Right now we have, right now we have a whopping eight subscribers. So uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, obviously if we're not about, we're not about getting a bunch of subscribers. We're just, we just want to, you know, do a little, spread a little good in the world. Right. So um, anyways, so explain to us, Bert Luke, yeah, deep sleep, but then like the deep, Whatever, what were you talking about? <laughs> okay, so if you, live on the surface, if you live on the surface, you run the risk of being in a deep sleep. So like what you're yeah. saying, if you live on the surface and it's just like, oh, the things that catch my attention like at first glance or like what makes me feel excitement, then I get excited. If I don't feel excitement, then it just kind of like life is humdrum and boring. Yeah. So right. what you're explaining with the Pieta, I think is something that like has caught hold of again i'm going to go back to these high schoolers that because of the last week and we've been organizing these meetings with small groups of them at a time and they a lot of them have been saying similar things about you know i first started coming to this youth club to play soccer to be with my friends or because my mom made me actually two of them i remember right now had said i didn't want to be here anymore my mom was making me so i stopped coming and then i came back because i wanted to be there and a lot of them were saying that like I realized it was much more Club Faro, which is this youth organization, is much more than just soccer and it's much more than just being with my friends. 
it's all of that, but it's because there's something deeper, which is I'm learning my faith and I have a relationship with Jesus Christ and that makes life exciting. And so if you go see the Pieta 20 times, of course, by the 20th time, you're not that excited unless you go deeper. Like you said, okay, how can I spiritualize it? Dunque, how can I go deeper? What is God trying to tell me in this? I'm gonna pray my rosary. Now it has, has a new meaning. Maybe it's not like the bubbly type of, yeah. oh, wow, I'm you know first time in Rome and seeing the Pieta. But it's actually, you're more awake when something that you've seen a million times still causes you awe and wonder and amazement. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, I, I, I mean, I've never like been in like in a long-term like loved, loving relationship like with, with a woman, but I imagine that's what happens when people are in love. Like, like in the beginning you have, um, in the beginning you have like, you know, that bubbly sensation, you know, like she's attractive and wait, what would you say? Infatuation. You're infatuated. Exactly. You know? Even if you're skinny, you're infatuated with this with this person, and and there's like an attraction and it's exciting. And then, you know, I'm sure married couples they always say like, yeah, like sort of sort of could start to wear away a little little by little. But once you get past like like I guess you would say um, digesting all of the newness of the relationship. I don't know if you can say that. That sounds bad. <laughs> but once you've kind of like gone through like all those like the the excitement of the newness then that's an opportunity like to go deeper, you know, like, okay, like I love this person, not just because they're the, he or she's beautiful, but because of the way they are, because um, just because of, because of who they are, you know? Um, and so I, I, and I guess the same thing is, you know, for us in consecrated life, right. It, um, like we're always reading like the same gospel passages. Like it's always the same one. Like, like for me, it's the, like the, the sower, a sower went out to sow. And it's like, Oh man, not this one again. <laughs> Exactly. But it's like, no, go deeper. Like, like you don't need, like we, we need to be more mature. Like we need to, we need to not depend on being entertained by uh, constant novelties. You know, we need, we're, we're called to, 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 to not fall asleep. Right. Isn't there like some sort of like song that's about that? I don't know. I, something I heard recently. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. It ain't September. Beautiful, lovely. Yes, I love what you're saying. If we apply that to like, you hear like the, um, there's like a bunch of divorce right now, like in the world, right? There's like higher divorce than ever. Yeah. I wonder if you can apply that to uh, life. Like, okay, so there's divorce because why? Like you have this infatuation period. You feel, it all feels really good. Life hits, those feelings are gone. And now what? And so like a lot of people, and I know there's, it's complicated and there's a lot of different issues, right? But like simplifying it maybe can help us understand how we can not divorce life when those feelings kind of go away. Like maybe divorcing life in the same kind of sense is what I'm talking about would be like always needing to uh -huh. change because the same things get born. So you need to change jobs. You need to change uh, like whatever your hobbies you need to change. And that's not a bad thing. But when you stick to something like an instrument or you stick to something I mean, obviously a relationship, even a friendship. Uh, yeah. If you if you keep switching, you're not gonna have that. You're not gonna ever arrive to that that deep, full uh, the plenitude, like the fullness of whatever that experience can offer you, because you're living on the surface, and so you don't have the depth. But when you have, yeah, it, then you're fully alive. It's like, a, it's like it's like drinking like like wine. You know, it's like people don't 
Like, oh yeah, like I just I just pulled out a Chardonnay from 2021. Like, who's gonna who's gonna want to drink that? You know, <laughs> you wanna you wanna. I mean, I, I really don't know. Maybe Chardonnays don't take that long. I really don't know. I'm not a not a really? I'm not a connoisseur. You know, but <laughs> but if people want older wines, like those are the most valuable ones. Like the wines, like it's been the same ingredients sitting over time, uh, maturing in this oak barrel and some cellar in the Napa Valley, and it's just it's it's aging. Um, and that's what people come to enjoy the most. Um, if not, it's not like, okay, I want the quick results. I want the, okay, I need to change routine or, okay, I need to, you know, find something new. No, no, no. Like maybe, you know, stick like, like, don't be like, I don't think we should be, we shouldn't resist, um, the same things that happen in our life all the time because, because there's, that's just the way life is. Um, and we can't, we shouldn't run away from that. We should like, like you just said, like we need to seek seek depth right and not and sort of like wake up like don't 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 fall asleep in the in the same motions you know wake up live them live them with depth you know and actually i don't i don't want to bring up the same theme in case like listeners are like okay i i already heard what you had to say on this and stuff okay so the whole like tension attention episode and we're talking about the novus ordo and the traditional mass and the motu proprio of the pope so the pope writes this letter and everyone already knows it's listening to this right now but he writes this letter saying okay there's gonna be further regulations the bishops are going to be overseeing uh the latin mass and its celebration or not and um so it's caused yeah. it's caused some tension and what just came to my mind as you're speaking too is okay the there are things that will change in life and we have to know how to deal with that it's not like we should just have this life where it's just like okay i'm gonna do the same five things every day for the next yeah, year. right like, life is gonna change and i was listening to bishop baron talk to larry chap i think his name was but on a podcast um, and shall we, I think we, every episode since season one, episode one, we've talked about Bishop Barron. He's but, great. We, we have to promote him. He's just, he's doing an awesome job, you know? <laughs> I, I think he needs more like followers and stuff like, you know, so we're trying to help him. So we're, we shout out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure our loyal listeners will, will give him a follow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so he was talking about, okay. Um, the whole topic of hell he's and there. So he was, general not generalized i actually think he was he was very faithful and he's i love listening to him because he's very he's moderate in the sense that he's not i don't know he's 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 not fire and brimstone yeah he's pastoral he's intelligent he knows his stuff but he's he applies it to like everyday life okay so he was saying this whole thing of um some traditionalists will say oh you need to you need to preach more sin and hell because otherwise people are going to be damned and like this whole thing like um this whole like stereotype of Von Balthazar saying that no one's gonna go to hell is also not totally true. This episode was really good to explain the whole Von Balthazar thing. So if you're interested, okay. it was the latest episode they just had this past week. I think it came out Monday, so that was August, whatever, 30th, something like that. Anyways, so um, he's talking about, okay, right now in today's world, that's not the discourse that's going to get people like to heaven. Like if I go on the street corner and I say like, you're all going to hell, like actually there are those people at the March for Life, for some reason, that will like stand out there and like tell people they're going to hell, and like I don't know, they're taking advantage. Yeah, and everybody and everybody's ignoring them because there's an ocean of joy that's just flowing right past them. <laughs> what, well, Andrew, that's an awesome image because that's basically what he was saying. He was saying like there needs to be something else, and so there are things that will change. But if you're able to go deep, you'll see. Okay, there are essential things that will never change, can never change. We need to defend with all of our might. But then there, because of that, and I'm, because of those things, based on those things that are not changing, God himself is not changing, the church is not changing, um, 
the fundamental truths at least of the church are not changing now so the church does need to be seeing how thing, how the modern world is working and say okay how can we bring this message that doesn't change to a world that is changing and so yeah. an ocean of joy passes straight by this guy who's preaching with his megaphone like you're all going to be damned and this pope is antichrist why because like there's another line of communication happening uh that like it won't connect like if you're not in touch with reality and the way that like the holy spirit is moving us to to uh -huh. so anyways yeah i don't want to maybe like not bring up the same topic again if it's getting old but i think it's actually a beautiful way to again think about this whole like novus order maybe tension idea is that if it, these kind of things change causes me tension maybe it's because i haven't gone deep enough to go down to what's essential and then i think the the most open people are the ones that are the deepest like you can think oh this person's been doing something the same way for so long like the most dynamic people are the ones that have taken a long time to let things like settle and reflect it a lot because then they know mm -hmm. they apply this in this situation apply this in this situation like they're not afraid of change they're not afraid of new situations because they've got like the depth already in them yeah yeah you know that reminds me i think um, you know, people who have depth, a lot of these people who have, who have depth that we find in life are, 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 are our elders. That's kind of hard to say. They're, they're our elders, you know, um, people who have gone before, who, I mean, who are still alive or maybe people who've already passed away um, and who've, who've left behind testimonies of, of their lives and what they've learned in life. Maybe something that, some, something that can help us um, to sort of, you know, shake up, shake us up, get us out of our, uh, our torpor, our sleep. Um, is to read people who have who have learned you know valuable lessons in life. Uh, I know Pope Francis; he's always talking about the need for uh, for you know younger generations and you know middle aged generations, whatever, to be in touch with you know the elderly, the older generations. Yeah. Um, actually, this year in July, we, there was the first World Day for grandparents that the Pope instituted. Mm -hmm. I think it's the last day in July, close to the feast of Saints um, Joachim and Anna were um jesus grandparents um so maybe maybe one thing that can that you can do um for those of you who want like okay well all this nice little you know charming speech about like you know waking up well one thing that you can do practically is why don't you um get a book of get a book of, of somebody who's who maybe who's maybe already died right not somebody modern not somebody who's just trying to sell auto copies somebody who's has written a classic book either on like living life um, a journey through life or spirituality or whatever. And why don't you read from that? Why don't you draw from, from the well of these people who've, who have, who have this lived experience and who live with a depth and who, who knew how not to fall asleep. Right. Who, yeah, there's so many, there's so many good, um, so many good books out there. Maybe somebody wants one, um, Cardinal Van Tuan, which is spelled V A N space T H U A N. Cardinal Van Tuan. He wrote a book called um, something about hope. Do you remember what the title was? Testimony uh, of hope. Deacon. Testimony of Testimony hope. Testimony of hope. Yeah. Is that what it is? I can't remember. It's about hope. But he had this. He 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 had he had to fight against. He had to to grapple with routine because he was in the this communist prison in Vietnam for thirteen years, and so he was in this. I don't know. Maybe like five foot by ten foot space. I mean, I don't know how, how big it was. It wasn't that very, wasn't big and it was in darkness and like he didn't have any, he just had got the meals in the day and he had, he had to, he, he, he had his routines that he went through each day praying and he, he, he grew spiritually. 
Um, he became a saintly person and he converted he converted the prison guards. The prison guards, the, like the communist people in charge, had to change the prison guards. Um, so that, but actually, <laughs> that was counterproductive because he just kept kept on converting more and more prison guards, right? Um, so maybe just one piece of advice to to sort of get out of our you know sleepiness, our routine, or to enrich rather our routine, is to to read from, from people who have gone before us and who have who have learned deep lessons through the routine that they lived. Help. Yeah, this can help us to live the Dunque hermeneutic so that we don't just do. We Dunque. We Dunque. And so I thought you were actually going to say like call up your grandparents or call up like an old teacher that you might have had because that could be interesting too. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think anybody should do that at all. That's, right? That doesn't sound like a good idea. Uh, yeah, don't do that, please. So like, Please I'm, do not call your grandparents. <laughs> sure. Uh, Obviously, we're kidding. So, no, but I was thinking Jacques Philippe is another one. He said, uh, I got to meet him a few years ago. And wow. talking to him, like, you saw this person who's just filled with joy. And if you read his books, you see that he's a man of, like, real spiritual depth, right? And, uh, again, like, there's there's something uh, young about a person who's, yeah, has, a, like, their age, they're, they're older, they have a lot of years uh, behind them but they've spent those years like living it to the full and reflecting on the why of life. It keeps them young because life is always exciting. When you have a mission, yeah. purpose, there's something about it. And another you know, piece of advice just that I'm implying in my own life is to get a spiritual director because uh, yeah. although I, the, the not just doing, but doing quaying is best done with someone else. I guess it's like a rebounding your ideas, your experiences. Um, yeah. Basically talking about Andrew for me is like spiritual direction, but you have another director. Ah, <laughs> uh, brother Luke, you're making me blush here. Come on. That's not true. <laughs> have a director that's not your co-host of a podcast is also helpful because you can talk about, okay, well, when I pray, this happens. And like, I read this thing the other day or heard this and there was like, I had this interior movement inside of me, a reaction or question mark or something that came up and I just, I, yeah. you know, wrestling with it. And have someone talk, okay, well, I get a second opinion from someone who's been there before, you know, and has walked the same path and maybe a little bit farther ahead than we are. Um, yeah. And for me, that's going to be key as I prepare. I'm like nine nine months away now from priesthood. That's so exciting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're going to be a priest, man. A priest. <sighs> a priest, man. And Yeah. Well, I was a priest, comma, man. Exclamation <laughs> point. That's both. But, uh <laughs> Yeah, like I need, I can't just like routine my way into it. I mean, I could, and God would give me the yeah. grace to still be Him, but I don't want to do that because yeah. there's, there's such a rich, a rich mystery to every vocation, priesthood, married life, everything. And so, like, yeah, let's go like dive into that treasure chest and like start pulling things out and seeing what what's in there. Like, what is yeah. God provided? When the sower went out to sow, He sowed generously, right? It's a oh no, so not that passage. No, it's okay. Like so much. <laughs> And like so many fruits to gather because this sower who's Jesus, it just like just pours it on us. He right. Um, yeah. I, ought, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just brought up that parable because there's I get the more you reflect on that parable, the more you're going to learn from it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're right. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I like I like the image that you use of the treasure chest, you know, because like where do you find treasure? Treasure is obviously buried somewhere. Right. And it's usually if it's if it's really really valuable, it's because it's old, right? Like you find coins that are like 
like Roman Empire coins or or coins that were minted like in the 1700s in the in the deep south and you find them like buried underneath like some some southern lady's porch or whatever I don't know like like it's old stuff you know it's old stuff that has that has a lot of value um and so that's what that's what a treasure is like you like like it's old it's it's not like there's a but the, but but at the same time what what's old and and what's what's enriching is what makes what, what re- renews us so it's kind of like a paradox um there's a line in our that's the word our spirit further paradox yeah paradox so, yeah exactly there's and there's a line in our spirituality um about about the prayer life which which is something that we always want to encourage in our listeners is adopting like you know serious prayer life um there's a line that says the great novelty is on the inside the great novelty is on the inside so what does that mean what well, means you know the fact that um you know we, we've mentioned this before the fact that we're always like looking for new things or like even flipping through like the posts on instagram or, or listening to videos on youtube or whatever like like you see something new and it's like, oh, okay, good. And like two seconds later, it's like, okay, I don't like it. And then you go to the next thing. It's like, oh, this is new. And then like, oh, okay. And the next thing. Like what really is new, you know, is is on the inside, the, the relationship with Jesus that just transforms you. Um, and that's something in a sense that's very old, right? It's 2000 years old. Um, but, that's, but that's what really renews you. Um, it's not the stuff that just like makes you happy on the surface. Like what you were saying earlier, Deacon. It's like, it's, it's not just the superficial like entertainment. It's like, no, sink those roots deep, you know, go down, touch, go to the very, very depths, the, the deepest waters. Right. And uh, that's, that's going to renew you. Yeah. And I, so when I did my, uh, I think it was one of my 30 day spiritual exercises. No, it was, it was a more recent one. Just the spiritual exercise that I did uh, last, again, Holy week. I had this awesome experience and it was basically that, like having the novel, realizing that the novelty that I'm searching for, that we're all searching for, is in my soul. It's in something interior. But it happened when I was looking up, I came out of our chapel, took a left to start going down the dining room, but Angie knows what I'm talking about. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And stomach's growling. And I look up to the sky and it's, it's just this beautifully clear, starry night. And I looked up and that was the thought that came to me. And it, was, it didn't come from me because I wasn't, you know, it, it was definitely God. And, he, and I saw, I looked up and I said, the novelty is in my soul. Like what I'm looking for each day to like get me excited, to get me up in the morning, all these things. It's not out there. It's not like in this, even this beautiful starry sky. Because that beautiful starry yeah. sky pales in comparison to the beauty of what's inside of me, in my soul. And so like yeah. I can spend an eternity traveling around the universe that like is my soul which is in constant expansion as the big bang theory. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man. I met this metaphor is very promising. Constantly, really. constantly, <laughs> expanding, constantly expanding. And I can like go hopping from one galaxy to the next, to the next and planet to planet. But that, that means prayer. That means sometimes being feeling bored in prayer and then asking Lord speak to me. Yeah. And to like when I read the gospel, I enter into that reality of the gospel and that enriches my reality here 2021 living in Monterey yeah. um, but it all starts with diving into delving deep into this this yeah sometimes even darkness when I don't see stars in my soul yeah. and like continue to walk forward walk forward walk forward and then that light will bleed through that light will pierce the darkness and yeah 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 what you said about prayer you know um, like when you're bored in prayer maybe think of 
Um, like for those of, for those of us who want to continuously want to like revamp our prayer life and, and, and breathe new energy into a new life. Um, I'm I basically have been had the, had this one spiritual reading book for like I don't know like two years. <laughs> I haven't really changed very much. It's um and you, exactly it's in Sinuyezu like when heart speaks to heart. Uh, the journey the journey or the, a journal of a priest at prayer. Um, it's amazing. Um, we've probably talked about it before, but there's, um, so just to make a long story short, it's this Benedictine monk who for 10 years went to adoration and he received inspirations to, to write during his adoration time. He wouldn't, um, think about what he was writing while he was writing. It just kind of like came out. Right. And, and then it would, he would just like, like 15 minutes later, he would just stop writing. Um, and the book is a collection of words of Jesus to him and to all priests and to all of us about the need to go back to adoration. And there's a line in this book that's really good. Again, it's called um, uh, When Heart Speaks to Heart, A Journal of a Priest at Prayer. There's a line in this book where um, Jesus is saying, um, don't worry when you come to me in prayer, when you come to adoration. Um, many times, you know, you're not going to feel anything, but I work on you, on your soul in a way that you can't know. I work on you imperceptibly, right? Which means that we can't perceive him. We can't feel him. So when we don't feel anything, well, that shouldn't make us worry because the, the fact that we're there and we're loving him is that's all that he wants, right? That's all that we, we need. Uh, all we need is, what's the song? All, all you need is love. How does it go? Uh, all you need is, all you need is love. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember how it goes. Huh? Isn't, it some, isn't there some like the Beatles or John Denver or somebody? I don't know. I'm terrible at contemporary music. <laughs> I don't know who it is. And John Denver. Okay, probably. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so yeah, don't, so don't worry when you can't perceive things that are happening. Like if you think that, oh, I'm just going to prayer and there's like all routine and I'm falling asleep. Um, don't worry because this month is September and we're not going to fall asleep. Right, Brother Luke? Because no, it ain't. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. In September. Beautiful. Well, Brother Andrew, I think we should wrap up this uh, No You Ain't Sleptembering episode uh, with right. one famous Throw Down the Gauntlets. Okay, so, Brother Andrew, I'm a listener. I'm still not convinced. What do you got to say to make me want to wake up, find my mission, go deeper, wake up this September, get out of my routine, uh, like find this inner novelty universe I have, multiverse inside of me? What are you going to say? You're, aren't, you're, don't you want to be great in life? Like, don't you want to continuously grow? Like, don't you want to, to see new horizons and explore new things and go on adventures? Like, that's part of all we are in our souls. Um, my dad um, used to tell us kids growing up, he used to tell me, or, uh, he said, you know, in heaven, we're going to be always learning new things about God. We're always going to be like exploring new horizons and like new under, understand new things. And it's going to be like eternal and it's going to be amazing. And that process can happen now. Like, why would you want to just like settle for the humdrum, um, you know, daily, you know, sleepy routine, like um, put a, put, put, put a spark in it, you know, um, wake yourself up, uh, put, put some depth into it. Um, and, and, and you start off with little, little steps, but constant, right. You know, don't be lazy. Um, demand more of yourself because we can, you can give a lot because, because you're, you're, you're created in God's image. There's a lot that you can give. Um, 
So don't be discouraged and find somebody who, you, who can journey with you. That way you don't know, that way you're not alone. I love it. I love that. Uh, yeah, there's heaven. We can taste heaven here by going deeper and we can, we can experience Christ and that beatific vision we're going to have where we'll see God and just be in awe for all eternity today yeah. in our prayer life, in your bedroom, in your office, in wherever you are, you can find like Walmart jogging, um, putting on your shoes in the morning, um, opening the fridge, um, sewing dog with your yo-yo for example or watching the slinky go down the steps one by one or watching uh toy story 4 that was a terrible movie i hated it (laughs) (laughs) you weren't expecting that (laughs) uh remember everybody um to wake up this september and also remember, we do not just do. We do quay. God bless. What was that? What was that? TGIFF. What was that? Two brothers in row. What was that? What was that? TGIFF. What was that? It's a double F, not a singular F. TGIFF Instagram is TGIFF.podsquad. Facebook, Instagram internet all over